Last Tuesday afternoon, a great guy named Tom sent me an email letting me know that he and his wife Brandy had a saw-wet owl in their yard. The bird had been there all day, sometimes perched in trees, but usually on a gutter drain pipe. Tom sent a funny photo he took with his cell phone of the owl being scolded by a chickadee. Russ and I headed right over, and I got photos and a little video. The owl wasn't doing much, and during the time I was there, there were no chickadees around, but I love my video, 44 seconds of just watching the owl breathing and blinking. Tom later told me that the owl had flown off about 8 p.m., but returned the next day. Last autumn, I got a message from my friend Amber across the street from me that a sawwet was in their yard that very moment. It was late in the day, so rather dusky, but I grabbed my camera and took a bazillion photos. Amber had found that guy by their shed all on her own, but many and perhaps most roosting sawwets are discovered thanks to swearing chickadees, who all give the owl a piece of their minds while staying safely out of range and above those lethal talons. When people get into a discussion about the cutest birds, chickadees and sawwet owls are invariably mentioned. As a mammalian species that bears helpless, very high-maintenance young, our human eyes see almost all plump, big-headed, fluffy creatures as adorable and helpless, despite reality. What lies beneath the sawwet's fluffy feathers is a self-sufficient hunter, fierce and unpitying when it comes to chickadees and other tiny, fluffy prey. And chickadees are equally merciless when it comes to their prey species. I made a video just last week of a chickadee ruthlessly tearing into a live mealworm. Chickadee flocks may be welcoming and inclusive towards small songbirds and woodpeckers, but they're ruthlessly intolerant toward those cute, fluffy sawwets. Over the years, dozens, probably at least a hundred parents, have brought their toddlers up to me to have those innocent little children tell me what a chickadee says. Our ears hear their scolding call as adorable chickadee-dee-dee notes, but parents would be horrified to realize that an English translation of those sweet-sounding notes could have come out of the mouth of Samuel L. Jackson in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Ornithologists are fascinated by both chickadees and sawwet owls, and so both species have been subjects of long-term banding and tracking studies. Chickadees are sedentary enough to be easy to track in a single location. Scientists at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology have put RFID chips on a lot of chickadees, making it easy to keep track of every time those individuals enter a feeder or a nest box with an RFID reader. Virtually all of the chickadees' day-to-day, season-to-season, and year-to-year -year activities have been scrutinized thanks to how easy they are to track. Sawwet owls are far, far trickier. Thousands are banded over the continent each autumn, and with so many banding operations, quite a few are recaptured at later dates, giving us glimpses into their migratory movements. 
One female sawhead owl banded at Hawk Ridge here in Duluth, which just happens to be in St. Louis County, Minnesota, on October 14, 2014, was retrapped by banders at the World Bird Sanctuary in Valley Park near St. Louis, Missouri, on November 7, 2017, three years later. The St. Louis banders nicknamed the bird Frankie after the daughter of one of the banders, even before they learned that she had originally been banded by Duluth's Frank Nicoletti. It's amusing to think about one little sawhet moving between two different St. Louis counties and stitching a Frank connection between them too. All those little glimpses of sawhet owls from banders focus on their migratory habits and longevity, not their day-to-day -day lives. We know more about their hunting habits from examination of pellets than from direct observation. Their nesting and breeding behaviors have been studied, but in nowhere near the detail afforded by the diurnal, much more cooperative chickadee. And much of what we know about sawhet roosting behaviors is made possible thanks to swearing chickadees, an excellent example of the value and utility of naughty words. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.